Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spring Podcast. You like apples? With another edition of the Just Press Play podcast, we have taken we've been on a slight pause, as has the rest of the South. I think, uh, LJ, I don't know if you've been kind of not laughing because there's been some people. Luckily, I think all of us have been able to relatively have power for the most part and water. Like, I think us three have been pretty good, yep. but we know a lot of people have gone through a lot of issues. So, first, but any jokes before any jokes are made. Uh, we are thinking about all the people that are dealing with some rough times, but as a northerner, LJ, that's been down in the south for a little bit, this is just a, another February, well, isn't okay, it, to you? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, so this is pretty darn normal, but the problem is, the problem is that where I come from, or where I've been from lately, is uh, you get all of these things taken care of for you without you even thinking about it, that like these these poor souls in Texas have just... <laughs> taken for granted you know um and none of these people deserve to be laughed at at all because this is it's terribly sad um and it's not their fault at all that just that sucks i mean but yeah uh you can handle these this sort of weather it's just you got to prep for it you got to be prepared and and who would have guessed you know and and how often it it almost feels and we're going to get into a little bit of uh texas how prepared they were or it, it is for this type of thing. And I, but I kind of get to an extent, like it's hard to prepare for something that happens. Yeah. What the second time it's how happened in my how life. How many snow I shovels think? you Maybe. think there are in a 20 mile radius? I mean, it's, it's not me. I bet you found out this past week. Yeah. If you lived in the South, you figured out who did and didn't have a snow shovel. Uh so we're going to get on all that. We got some uh, a few sports things we might touch on, a couple more quarterbacks being traded. But before we do that, we want to tell you about some new friends Ooh. of the pod. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. Trust me, if you've done any looking around for sneakers, especially if you're trying to get the, the really nice sneakers, you know you might wait for the drop and then you get on there and you get a raffle. It just is tough to get what you want. And more often than not, you end up not getting the shoe you're going for or whatever you wanted doesn't come back, doesn't get delivered like you wanted it to be. But as the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has 
eliminated selling fees on the sneakers for $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. <laughs> just check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. I'm just saying, if you've ever bought a pair of shoes online and it looked awesome in the picture and then it got to your house and it wasn't what you wanted, that's because you didn't have those uh, professional authenticators making sure your shit was right. <laughs> well, and eBay's got to me. I bought some from online and they did not look like the picture. I will tell you that. Well, I got a question right now yeah. about shoes. Can I ask something about yeah, shoes? Well, while we're talking shoes, come on, hit me. Well, so it, are people selling like their used shoes or are these shoes that are sitting in a closet that like were never worn? These are collectible these are shoes. Vintage. These are rare vintage retro. I mean, whatever you want to call them, but there's the shoes that someone has bought and they've been maybe waiting to flip them later. And now you can't get it. They're, they're not being made anymore. And so you want them and you can find them on eBay. Now, these so are those shoes that had never hit the market. That maybe for. somebody got a special edition or something like that. And they've held in their closet for a long time. Yeah. Do yeah, you, yeah. do any of you have a pair of shoes that you don't wear sometime? Yeah. Personally, you I think all my shoes, all my shoes are in. I like, I think they're in the, the site. Like, I think LJ, what he's asking have you ever bought a shoe to not, to wear? not wear? I guess, yeah. Well, never on purpose, but I've been given shoes that I just don't wear. Yeah, that happens. I mean, no, nothing that, that eBay would want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but nothing. Some of the people would. in this market, Pops, are yeah. buying, the, you know, the retro Jordan 1s or something, and they might not have ever been worn, or maybe they were game worn. I don't know. But, like, you know, they're very collectible shoes. I've never been to that. I'm a fan of buying the shoes, and, and I like to wear them. Yeah, me too. I, I've me never too. been the collectible style, but I get it. Like, I, it would be kind of cool to have some like sweet some Jordans display or sets. Yeah, Adidas is up there on the display. I, I, I the just, first pair of I'm Jordans not quite in that tax bracket to to afford yeah. a bunch of collectible shoes yet. That's kind of scary. I might would go out there and try to reach out and buy that first pair of Jordans I was I had way back in like God '88 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I was styling, you, man. <laughs> you were styling in those things. You felt like you jumped a little higher, too. Oh, huh? I, I was a better basketball player immediately. Oh, boy. You know <laughs> what? I think you can find them. How much are they? Uh, it depends on which ones well, they are. It depends on which ones they are. You have to look yourself. <laughs> but they're anywhere from 200 to $800, depending on what you're looking for. <laughs> I mean, so like slightly worn on the asphalt is two hundred. Oh, I don't know. Like, no, no, no. There are different. There are different releases and different. Well, that's like, what you got. Your professional like authenticators that. there. To, oh yeah, yeah. To These are the good stuff. There's no slightly worn here. This is this is all vintage. Primo. Primo. Either way, they got it all for you. Just go check out at eBay.com/sneakers today. And maybe you're looking to know, uh, get your get a little bit of extra cash so you can afford to get into the sneaker collectible thing. And I'll tell you the best way to do it. The, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action is over at Bet Online. Football might be over, but NBA and college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Pops, I just want you to realize we are less than a week away from March and we have no. not gotten March madness in quite some time. we we had to miss out last year, but I think it's all systems go this year. So we'll get some, co I, which means I'm betting you need to watch some college. Hoops, right? Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm I really you're do. a little behind. <laughs> yeah. That face told me I'm behind on my college. <laughs> <hoops> action. 
Yes. I'm, I'm caught up on my girl series shows, but I'm behind <laughs> on my basketball. Well, once you get on and you're ready to bet on it, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Something Pops might be a little more apt to bet on right now. Uh, Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. Just stick in that promo code armchair at the checkout that is armchair a-r-m-c-h-a-i-r to get 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit all right so we got a lot to get into uh i i guess let's start do we want to nip in the bud real quick the 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 we didn't talk carson wentz at all i know we talked matthew stafford when that trade happened did that move the needle for you at all carson wentz going to the colts or are you just like i don't i don't care i don't care (laughs) <laughs> don't care. We got to, we got to don't care from LJ pops. Did that do anything to you? Or you're like, huh? Okay. And you swiped left. Yeah. I'm okay with it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just deal with that. Let, let's just, all right, let's talk. This is something we were actually together this weekend. So we got to talk a little bit about this stuff, but some of the stuff going on uh, during the storm with Texas and all the, and the power outages and I didn't even know what a power grid was. I didn't realize that like the local the local person that I pay my electric bill to didn't control whether they were had electricity or not. Like someone else tells them that the grid's running low. But and and Texas Arkansas is a, a group with a bunch of different states, right? But Texas is solo. Can you explain that at all to me, Pops? Why Texas had so many issues and other states had less. I mean, other states still issues. Just yeah. Not. Well, I can tell you a little bit, and I can tell you one thing. Uncle Tony would be really good at this now that I think about it, because he is like he sells electricity on the grid or something like that. Um, anyway, miss him after football. Love you, Tony. So, um, you know, Texas has like their own grid or something, and it's it it's uh, controlled by ERCOT, uh, the yeah. Electric Electric Reliability Council of Texas reliability being the uh, misnomer <laughs> in there, I think. But Interesting. Uh, but they like control 90% of the grid, but they're deregulated because they're, they don't cross state lines. So they don't, they don't answer to the federal power commission or something like that. And that's always been a source of pride in Texas. You know, they're, you're, we're Texas, we're on our own and we're better than you because we're in Texas. And, you know, I love Texas. No, I'm not trying to bash Texas, but I think there was just pride in that, we take care of our own and it obviously failed uh, miserably. They were not prepared for zero degrees and 10 plus inches of snow. And uh, I think pipelines froze, water pipes froze, natural gas couldn't flow. Uh, uh, fuel oil couldn't flow to these. Uh, so the natural, I plants. know the natural gas thing was a big shortage. So was that, like trucks couldn't get natural gas what, to the plants. Is what that, I what, saw, I just kept hearing a shortage. I didn't know what exactly. That I meant. saw that pipelines froze and and burst, and that so they couldn't use them to pump through. Now, I mean, I know that that uh, natural gas is a gas. Maybe it turns liquid at a certain well, not at that temperature. I'm sure. I mean, I know, although it's cold to us, <laughs> you know, that's not cold to to gas. Uh, but Stats anyway, that's that's what I read. Is that pipes burst that so that 
the fuel, the fuel. <laughs> I can't even say that word. The fuel. <laughs> you should learn it. <laughs> would not. Yes. Would, yeah, of all know, people. Could not reach the, the, so the grid would turn. And then the, uh, what, the uh, windmills, the windmills froze. Uh, so they weren't providing any power. Um, natural Just gas turned to a liquid is negative 260, by the way. Yeah, so it wouldn't it, it wouldn't have anything to do with that. But pipes freezing. Now that I think yeah. about it, why would a, that you wouldn't have a natural gas supply line freeze? So that wouldn't freeze from the natural gas in the line. Well, my so then that oh, well, ahead, something I'd kind of read was that uh, the actual manufacturing of natural gas, however they mine it, I'm not exactly sure how you get natural gas 100, percent but the the way that they got it was also delayed because you need electricity to run whatever pumps that they need or whatever um whatever devices you need to to get natural gas apparently those broke down because they didn't have enough energy stored up to even run those things and then yeah distribution suffered after that um as well so what they did have they couldn't get out to anybody so that's kind of my understanding well and that's and that's something uh, we were briefly talking about this, and it's kind of in the news today. Uh, apparently, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, who we've talked about on this pod a couple of times, he had a very wealthy week this past week because he's the, the the majority shareholder of Comstock. And apparently Comstock, which is a – let me get exactly what they are. Um, Comstock Resources, Inc. is a share driller operating in Texas and Louisiana, and they apparently – had already ramped up production and anticipation of the prices climbing the week before all the storms came, and they were able to sell at huge prices. They were selling at $179 per thousand cubic feet compared to just $2.40 per the same thousand cubic feet the same quarter from the quarter before. So I think you're right, LG. They just did a lot of production before the storm got here, so they had it. The other ones... Yeah, they couldn't well, run production anymore because they and, didn't have electricity. And fun fact, pops. Apparently, the way you transport natural gas is via liquid natural gas. So you have okay. to get it down that cold to transport it um, in a in an economic fashion. So that could be the problem is they couldn't keep the gas cold enough uh, with the power being out or something like that. Could be okay. Mm -hmm. So is it? I guess where I went with all this is it. It's it's kind of hard, and I think we I touched on this at the beginning. It's, it's a, a little hard to blame Texas for this because I just don't. I, it's hard to prepare for something that you might well, see think, once every twenty years. But also, reliability's in your name, as you said, Ted. With their guy, it, it was a bad time to not be reliable for all the Texans that were freezing cold without water. I think you can't blame Texans for that. Like you can't blame the standard uh, Texan citizen for this. But I think you can blame Texas for this. This is the kind of thing. I mean, how is Oklahoma doing over the last couple of weeks? I think they've more or less been fine, right? Oklahoma was so, great. Oklahoma um, was really good, well, but they're on a different grid. There are some but, things that well, need well. to be freaking regulated. And maybe the power for your entire state is one of those things. Because profit isn't necessarily the best motivator for making sure that there aren't technical issues. I really, I really don't think they're under their own control for more profit, although I'm sure that figures into everything eventually. But it seemed to me more, my, my gathering was it was that they were just, Texas is a state. I lived in it for a long time. That's, they're just prideful. Yeah. They're prideful people. I mean, I, and I and I'm not saying this in a negative yeah. way. They're just like, by God, the federal government doesn't rule us. We're, <laughs> we're not regulated. We're Texas power and 
we're proud and I, it got him in trouble. I, I think. Yeah. 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 That's That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So I don't think it was for, for profiteering. I think it was for this weird sense of individualism. Sure. But I think, I think that individual leads to profiteering. I think the problem is, is that we didn't have enough, uh, uh, backup plans for if it ever gets to this point, because humans are really bad at dealing with risk. We'd rather, um, get our energy for the cheapest we could possibly get it. So that means if that means we're going to like, you know, make sure that our instruments are, uh, you know, regulated for a certain temperature, uh, even though we will only see that maybe once every 15 years or something like that. Well, at the cost that it's going to raise my energy every single year, I'd rather just not even do it. And so that's why the customer is not always right. And we should have somebody saying, no, 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 screw you. You're doing this because this is how you make sure that you don't have people under boil orders across, you know, half of the entire state. Well, but I think you said a key thing. So you said, so I think, Kevin, you said every 20 years, maybe it's a 20-year winter storm, and you said 15, LJ. I would I would say it's longer than that. I would say, I don't remember in my life it being zero degrees in this part of the world. I don't remember it. What it gets I mean, in Arkansas storm. and Fayetteville, they've reached a record low at negative 20. Well, so and- I, I just don't think they could have foreseen this. I think this would have happened I just think it, it would have happened, and it's very bad. And now we, it, it, it shouldn't happen again. Well, I mean, it better not. People, I mean, people are going to get voted out if they if this ever happens again. But what, like, so in two thousand, there was that humongous ice storm. Um, was that yeah? Was that yeah. markedly better than this situation? I, I mean, I know that we were boiling water, and I know that we were uh, heated by fire and fire alone. Um, yeah, but the, but you're right. But the ice storm, it was just so physically I could walk outside and I could see why my power was down. You know, sure. it, now it's just there's this the lines are still up. Everything is still there. It's just I've got no power. I can't see it. Sure. So I guess I understood the ice storm when yeah, it happened. Okay. OK, because it was it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to me to see, like, I know specifically I was in Little Rock for the majority of this, and a lot of the electric companies were saying due to the, uh, like, shortage of natural gas and other and power grids being tested that they were at, like, a level three. So that meant they really needed us to, if you had electricity, try to conserve it. Like, I know you you want to keep your house warm, but if you can turn your thermostat down to 65 or, or lower, that'll help out running that cranking that heat at 75 or whatever is not going to, it's going to push us to the limit. And I just kind of go, so we can keep my house cold when it's, I can keep it cold when it's 110 degrees in the summer, but I can't keep it warm. Like, why is it so much different? Is it just because as you were saying with the production of natural gas, they just couldn't well, I think right. that's part of it, and I think part of it too is the the it, it just cold throws a lot of problems on a place, and you know its distribution requires salt, you know, and and snow plows, and so not being able to do that on the level that you can do in a in a Wisconsin is going to hamper you on these these rare, 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 incredibly rare weekends. Um, so that's a big part of it. It's it's just it there's there's a lot of factors that cause this and. No single one, I think, is the entire fault. Um, it's just, it's a tough situation. I can um, tell you why it's different, though. I can tell you why it's different simply because it gets 100 degrees in Texas in the summer every year. Every true, year true. it gets 100 degrees in Texas. They know that they need this much power to keep your house at 70 degrees in July and August. They're prepared to do that. And they're not prepared for it to be zero degrees and you want to keep your house at 75, you know? Yeah. So, so I think it's just, they just, 
It reminds me of what, what was, well, Kevin, I think you're not going to believe this anyway, but one of the Apollo missions, remember, they, they took off <laughs> and, and they exploded and they never expected a, a fire in space or something. They never thought of something so obvious that what would it do yeah. with complete oxygen? And it, it you know, you, sometimes you just don't think of the obvious. Yeah. I mean, hell, I don't walk out the door sometimes. Well, <laughs> so, you know. And, and another um, thing, too, is uh, is a Wisconsin house is built for staying warm. Uh, the, the actual building is built to make sure that heat stays inside of it. And a Texas home was probably built to, stay, to cool. stay cool. Exactly. So yeah. to, to bring a Texas home up to 75 degrees from zero is a lot harder than to bring a Wisconsin house from zero to 75. It's just the, the nature of the construction, the architecture. This is a multifaceted issue that that can be boiled down to power's hard to deal with um for sure well i, I tell you i it was something i've heard lj say a bunch before especially like when you're up in chicago and you come or like you hear us complain about 30 degrees or something or it's i'm ready for oh, y'all know, or or something. Like, for I, sure. I know you'll yeah. <laughs> you'll laugh but i finally i get what you're finally when you said you kind of get you do get used to it because i was outside when it was in the single digits and the next day I walked to, to go get my mail or something. It was like 31 degrees. And typically 31 degrees, I'm layering the F up. I got my jacket on. I got multiple pairs. I, and I had my jacket. I was like, it's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> 32 degrees is kind of warm. Yeah. It's like, I think I finally get what you mean by you kind of learn. You do learn how to deal with it and you kind of get used to it. Because then 60 degrees hit as, as we're recording this on Monday. It was 60 degrees. And it was I've been hot. sweating it was all day. It's crazy. Me. Yeah. Gosh, I was so getting I up during that, taking uh, uh, helping at Christie get to work, and so one the first day it was like minus two. I mean, the very first day minus two, and it was you know just prepared. The next day it's like eighteen, and it did. It felt that twenty degrees was huge. Yeah, for from minus two to eighteen, and then you know, wow, yeah, made a difference. I think I can safely say though. I am not really a, a fan of snow. <laughs> you know, I I I know I'm going to sound like a, like a, a a grumpy old man here, but snow it was kind of cool for a day, and then it's just it's the like go to any parking lot right now, and you'll see a huge pile of it looks like mud just piled up by the light pole, and it just it's a pain. It's hard to drive on. It ices over the roads. People getting wrecks. Yeah, but okay, but you're, power okay. Goes out. you're not just, a fan ah, of southern boring. snow then. Yeah, I mean, because that's not what snow is. That's a like you get your roads iced in Chicago. The snow's you, what did it. I saw the snow and it's what did it. Well, to I'm me. just saying it's a very particular situation. The snow isn't the issue. It's the way the snow has been dealt with and then the way that it melted. Um, snow's pretty dope. I'm just saying. I love it. It's it's really cool for like the day it's fallen. Well, but wait a minute. Let me ask this. I bet in Chicago, the sidewalks even stay pretty clear, right? Yeah, the yeah, sidewalks yeah. and the streets. Yeah. I mean, they've got plows. They've got pieces of equipment. Well, and, I mean, and we actually, get snow. That's an individual you, you homework thing. You walk outside, yeah. it's above your boot. Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything. Yeah. We don't have snow shovels. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a southern snow problem for sure. Yeah, it's because, because how do you plan right for then, it? Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a southern snow problem. <laughs> It was funny, like just to go check my mail at my apartment. It felt like I was back in Colorado hiking through <laughs> the wilderness. Like, like we went on a mountain trail, like because, like you're saying, about there was snow. And I luckily, since I went to Colorado, I had some like waterproof boots. If I didn't, I would just my feet would just be wet and cold. Like I don't know how I would have got around outside because it was like it was up to my knees to go. But anywhere. inversely, if it hits 102 in Chicago, we all think that the end has come. So it's just the way that it is. <laughs> yeah. 
it does suck. So uh, schools didn't really, I mean, a few did, but for the most part, schools didn't shut down. Like for like young yeah. kids, they just pivoted to virtual because we've gotten so used to it with, with what COVID has done in this, uh, the pandemic. Uh, we've just kind of been able to pivot to virtual. And so that's what they did for snow days. And I kind of felt bad. Like I remember whenever it was, I don't know, 2010 ish. I feel like it was when we got, I don't it wasn't this much snow, but it's quite a bit of snow enough to really play around in. And we just shut like Texarkana just shut down for the week. Pleasant <laughs> Grove did not have us come to school at all. And I got stuck at a friend's house and played a bunch of like, we played some snow football, had some snow fights, did all kinds of fun. And now kids are having to log on to their computer. It just kind of sucks. I mean, it's cool that we're, I guess, getting better and we're able to pivot, but I kind of miss snow days for all the kids out there. Yeah. Did you say pandemic? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, he's just he's saving all sure that time cutting that. off the C. <laughs> yeah, I thought okay. I, it kind of it kind of lightens it up a little bit. It makes it seem a little lighter. The pandemic. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> I don't know, pops. What do you think about it? snow days? You're supposed to be at, like if we're when we were younger, if we could have a snow day, now you get to go like you especially living in where we were like you don't get snow like that often so you probably want to go out with the kids and have fun in it don't you oh, this this was a snow the best snow day ever that i've ever seen yeah. in my life yeah. as far as amount of snow out there um but yeah there was i kind of didn't want to get out in it i didn't <laughs> I, but so i had to work obviously i well what i do for a living is fuel so it was busy oh, and boy. then my wife is off on snow days, so she's at- really was it busy? I didn't notice a lot of fuel at the at the pump. Very often, but well, yeah, that's why it was. That's uh, you catch a little heat. You're, you're making a lot of phone. When things are going really bad, you're usually working your ass yeah. off. When they're going really good, things are good. You're just when people don't back. notice, Lippert, When people don't know your phone number, then uh, you're doing a great job. But uh, when, right. when things get rough, everyone knows your number. People were actually texting me. Uh, where can, where you got gas? <laughs> you know, oh boy. It was, uh, so yeah, that was, my snow days are a little different than they were, but boy, the amount of snow reminds me like if you guys would have been home, we'd have, we'd have been out in it all. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, well, maybe not at this age, but at what age <laughs> we'd have been out in it. Yeah. What do you think, LJ, as far as, do you think we should just bring back snow days? Like we shouldn't allow schools to pivot. It's virtual, just, it's or? so hard being a kid these days. We got to give them some breaks, man. Like it's, this is rough. None of this, none of these kids should be going through what they're going through the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, let's give them, let's give them an extra snow day. Like everyone in the country gets a snow day tomorrow. That's what I say. Well, and I did know, I know a few teachers that would do like, they would have, since they pivoted to virtual whatever, they would have like, Okay, your assignment today is go tell us the highest inch mark nice. of snow when you're young. Yeah, and that's all you got to do. So it it's an assignment, and then you can give them a participation grade, and and they maybe learned. I mean, they technically learned something because they got the ruler out and did did a little bit of something. But they're maybe I will so, say though, okay. back in back in when I was in school, uh, back in my day, um, we didn't. I, I think I had one like snow day every four years and it was a snow half day more often than not um so you know yeah like go in at 10 yeah or yeah you or don't really miss anything and in fact that ice storm we were talking about hit over winter break so it's not like i even got to enjoy a day off of that <laughs> so i don't know you know i guess i didn't miss many days of school for snow either so i guess it's you know it's just hard out here for everybody maybe but <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think that's all. Did anybody, did y'all, before we transition off the the, the snowmageddon that did hit the South, do y'all have any other snow um, stories or thoughts? I or? had some interesting stuff on, or uh, stuff you buy, stuff you tend to buy to kind of like stock up yeah, or something yeah. like that. Well, so I I was going to make fun of people because like a week ago on Sunday, I I had heard, okay, we're going to get around to snow and everyone goes to the grocery store and buys up everything. And that made me... I, I was going to make fun of those people because at first I was like, what do y'all not have anything in your fridge ever? And so the one minute there's going to be snow, we have to stock up forever. But I kind of didn't make fun of them as much because come Wednesday, I wasn't leaving my house still. And I was kind of like, damn, I kind of wish I would have went to the, <laughs> to the grocery store on Sunday, grabbed a, grabbed maybe one more loaf of bread. So I'm not making fun of them as much, but what were you going to say, Pops, about just what you buy? Well, when you're well probably the most about? interesting thing, I, I would bore you with a lot, but to get right to it. Do you know what the like one of the top selling things at Walmart is every time people stock up for winter or hurricanes or whatever? Uh, water, milk. Well, I, maybe that those probably are their top <laughs> things. But an interesting thing. Let me just tell you okay. an interesting thing. <laughs> Strawberry pop tarts. What? Awesome. Strawberry pop tarts. Yes, they have studied like hurricanes, uh, Harvey, and all that kind of stuff, and people buy strawberry pop tarts because. They keep well, for a I guess while. You know you they're gonna. To, yeah, they're, they're good. You don't have to warm them up, or you can if you have heat. Um, or you can even eat them frozen. I mean, I'm a firm believer. Yeah, I mean, they. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that the, the fruity pop tarts are the better ones over like the chocolate chips, brown and all sugar, like, cinnamon, the blueberries, and the strawberries. Brown sugar cinnamon is brown, a good one. brown sugar cinnamon. Really brown sugar cinnamon. <laughs> bam, that's it. <laughs> Toasted, maybe toasted a little yeah, bit. Slightly, kind of slightly toasted. You know, if you really yeah. want to get luxurious, throw a little bit of butter on top of that bad boy, and you can't go wrong. <laughs> Hush your mouth. Now you're talking about a gourmet Pop-Tart here. <laughs> yeah, I, well, so what's your go-to, Pops? Like, what is something, well, the snow's coming, you're stocking up, what is something peanut you're butter. Get? Not peanut counting butter. peanut butter. <laughs> it's peanut butter. But that's anytime you go to the grocery store. Well, yes, it is, but that seriously is a really good thing to buy. It You don't need refrigeration. It's good. I mean, you can eat it with a finger if you have to, but hopefully you have a spoon or something. You know, so for all um, our listeners out there who've been in a it's Walmart. It's nutritious, and it's nutritious. For all our listeners out there who've been in a Walmart and wondered who they make that 10-gallon jar of peanut butter for, it's uh, Snow Day Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just know there's never been a time that I've been walking in the grocery store, Pops, and we've gone by the the free plug for him, the Peter Pan honey, honey <laughs> uh, peanut butter. And it doesn't matter how much is in his cabinet right now. He's going to go ahead and grab it at least. Oh, one. yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to seriously limit that lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Tammy's ordering groceries and she hadn't ordered any. Hmm. <laughs> Well, if you're looking to order some fresh new kicks, oh. I know the place the the place to do it pops. Do you if you were going to go buy like maybe you just kind of want to look around some kicks, not not just your average, you know, kicks you can get at the store. You want some not some, some really yeah, fresh shit. vintage. Yeah. Vintage kicks, huh? Where would I go, right? Yeah. Yeah. I might try what is that company where you like you, you sell stuff on, like you sell it like uh Oh, the, oh, the well, electronic see, a company bay. that I was thinking of. eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eBay. eBay. 
eBay.com. And you know what I would do if I were you? I'd go to eBay.com slash sneakers. Look, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact kick you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professionals are performing a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchased before they're sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing the one that you ordered is what's popping up on your doorstep when it gets there. And for the sneaker sellers out there, Pops, as you were saying, eBay has also eliminated eliminated selling fees on sneakers that are $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection with other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Just check out ebay.com sneakers today. Trust me, you're going to love it, especially if you're a shoe extraordinaire. LJ, did you have something? You looked like yeah, you were going to yeah. so, so I'm I'm a huge shoe head. I think we all know I'm a big sneaker head. And so my like favorite shoes I've ever owned is probably a pair of like uh, Adidas flip-flops or something like that. Um, if you guys had to pick like your favorite pair of sneakers you've ever had, what would you say? Uh, pops, do you have one? Sneakers? No, I mean, do we, let's, I, do we need categories of shoes? I might. You're not saying favorite of all time. You're just talking about sneakers. Well, I mean, right? we, well, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to both now, personally. I mean, this could be a lot of You know, a discussion. shoe that always interested me, a shoe that always interested me of yours, Pops, I remember liking these. You bought these to, to play basketball, but they were like the red and white Reeboks. Do you remember those? I'm not usually a Reebok fan, but you had like some red and white ones. Well, those red and white ones that were that LeBron was wearing, those were Converse, I think, weren't they? Or were those Reeboks? I think Reebok. Were those Reeboks? Yes. I I like those shoes. And I will tell you, I did kind of like Reeboks. That was not the shoe I was going to say. But I did like Reeboks because they were really a good stable shoe, but they were like broke in. They were like softer leather. They were like ready to play basketball. Right away, it seemed like. Like you get them out of the box and they're ready to go. Get them out of the box and go where, uh, honestly, some other shoes were a little stiffer. You know, you had to had to work them in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I like those red Reeboks. I did. The, well, they were white, but the, With the, red, the trim. red Reebok emblem. Yeah, yeah, red trim. So, dang, now I forgot what so I, what what was I was going to say. I had a pair. I had a pair of shoes. You mentioned breaking them in. I had a pair when I first got to Conway for college. Um, I splurged a little bit on like the cheapest pair of Air Force Ones I could find at like a Foot Locker. And I mean, I loved them. I wore them everywhere I went and they got disgusting, but it did take a little while to break them in. That was something I remember was if you're going to wear Air Force Ones, you got to break them in or at least the pair I got. I don't know. But yeah. Well, in Nikes, I think we're more like that. Nikes, you had to break in just a Mm -hmm. little bit. I know I'm a fan, LJ, of a good pair of Air Maxes, like a, a, a good pair of just Nike Air sure. Maxes that I, I kind of like those. They're, they're good for, you know, if you're, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not really collecting. I'm buying them to wear them, and I like those. They kind of go well with some clothes if you're trying to be, look a little stylish, but nothing too crazy, you know? Man. I know Pops sometimes will get a wild hair with the shoes and you know, get a little loud down there <laughs> on the feet. I'm, and I'm not hating it, and I'm not hating it at all. But sometimes the Air Maxes let you be a little loud, but nothing. I know too my much, dude was a bit know? jealous just, just of your waterproof bit. boots that you had this weekend. <laughs> I mean, those things, those things are pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I don't know. They, they were. eBay's eBay's got a lot. I don't know if eBay's got that. But then again, those aren't really sneakers as yeah. much as the, like waterproof boots. So they look like you could ball in them. They look like you could ball in them. 
If a game accidentally broke out, yeah, maybe. in the rain, in the snow, yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> in the snow. It in Houston this weekend, big game. You put on your waterproof boots. <laughs> so one more shoe um, shout out. One more shoe shout yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and one more thing I want to tell you that you need to buy at a store. Something y'all have all had very recently. But first, <laughs> shoes. So, like, just like kicking around shoes, like more like, um, I don't know, they'd be a leather shoe, but a kick around shoe. Well, anyway, I've grown and it was an accustomed feel or it was a acquired taste was keen. Uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Shoes. yeah yeah like a keen boot like a boot those keen shoes that are kind of like mini boots you know but they're they're shoes but they're just a little stronger and have a rubber tread and kind of leathery those are super comfortable shoes really yeah, yeah 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 some of my favorites those are very good shoes so good to know keen. good to know keen i think i bought both of those well in new balance tennis shoes new balance tennis shoes we bought those both with keith by the way mac daddy yeah sure did Mac, old Keith knows his shoes. Must. Mac Daddy. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, 
now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Um, I stumbled across an article that kind of interested me after something we had talked about a couple weeks ago after the after the Super Bowl about holograms. Okay. And now, is it possible a company's hoping that holograms could be the next innovation in the post-pandemic world as far as like business and work goes? So we and many other people have talked about what a return to work looks like. And like, is it more remote pops or is it more like, you know, maybe go to work three days a week and work remote two days a week. I, I don't know. I just think there are some serious questions being asked in the, in the, in the work world on, is it really that important to have all our people come to a building and pay for this lease on a building? And so now some tech companies have said their workers can continue working from home indefinitely. And the possible post-coronavirus situation has some companies envisioning a future where people can collaborate in more interactive and engaging ways, whether they're on-site or on-home, with 3D holograms. The Canada-based ARHT Media launched Holopod, which is a 3D display system that beams presenters into meetings and conferences they otherwise wouldn't able to be able to attend. So, like, it's like if we all worked for mm-hmm. a company and a lot of us wanted to go to the summit where they could put somebody, basically he would stand in front of a green room, he or she, and would give a speech, but they would be in your living room. They would be able to put that person in your living room to where you're like, feel like you're interacting with them. Do you think that's something that would be good for you? Or is that just way too much technology and just a a waste of money to you? Who are you asking? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Both. I don't know. Both of y'all seem kind of confused. What you're saying, that's a deep question. I I don't know. The technology sounds fascinating, but I mean, I don't know. What do you think, LJ? Well, so so you're saying that if I wanted to stay home and still see your speech as the CEO of our giant multimillion dollar corporation, I could sit there and you'd be in my living room, right? That's kind of what you're saying? Yeah, like I could leave y'all home and I wouldn't have to get y'all all to come to wherever I wanted to do this. So at, then in and I could be in your living room in front in of In my home then I need about ten projectors set up exactly right. I need a fog machine, like um, I need a speaker system. Like I, there's no way this happens in people's homes. Like you can put somebody in a conference room, maybe, if your company's big enough to drop, you know, tens of grands of dollars on conference stuff, but I cannot imagine this so happening what if that's for the a, future? just a person-by-person basis. So what if that's the future where if the owner of, say, the company that Lyft's working at is in Pittsburgh and wants to give a speech to everybody or wants to have a big meeting, instead of driving or flying to Texarkana, he could just pop in on a hologram. I mean, All if, if that's the way that it works, I think that'd be pretty room. cool. I feel like the way it probably worked the most often is that uh, some CEO is going to be in Cabo right now 
and he's going to be just zooming into our uh, our meeting. And I, as a worker, am not going to be like, oh, yeah, he's one of he's with us. He's totally with us right now. So I don't see this being like an innovation so for I, work but, very well. You know, just not something I imagine. Well, that's what I wonder, because one of the arguments was when you see a traditional streaming service like Zoom, Skype or FaceTime, whatever, you just see a headshot. You're missing. They say you're missing 50 percent of the body language. I don't know how much more I get from someone being a hologram than I do. I don't know. You can kind of zone out. I guess if you're just looking at a computer screen, it feels like you can kind of I mean, zone you're out. Missing you're missing 50% of the body language or you're missing 50% of the body? Because like, I don't think 50% of the body language comes from which way your hips are pointed, right? Or like how your toes are looking. Yeah, I guess they're literally saying you're missing 50 <laughs> plus percent of, of their body, but... Because most body language is probably in facial expressions. Yeah, and there's like there's and, arm stuff, there's shoulder hands. stuff, but like as you get further down, I think the less important it probably is to your to your total meaning. Well, and that that person is so obviously not there with you. It so so that person can't read any of your body language, yeah. and and I and I think that's a key thing. I mean, like I just seeing you here, I can. I can read you guys a little bit and I don't know. I, I would rather do this than a hologram. I, yeah. would, I don't think I'd like it. And, and I, I see what you're saying, the ability to do it, uh, the applicability in, in the situation of the CEO, uh, but the ability and what you were saying with the necessary technical equipment to make it happen in each individual home. I don't know. Not my deal. Yeah. No, we'll see. I, like I mean, it. it's a cool idea, but I just I don't still, see it I think, Yeah. Yeah. I think I still stand on what we said before where, holograms are just i don't know I, we're we're trying so hard to make them happen and i don't know if we need to make them happen i mean it's like it's one of those things that i think is exactly like maybe like a 3d tv in your home right where it's like one of those things that i mean in 50 years it'll probably be pretty normal but right now let's stop trying so hard you know we'll get there when we get there you don't have to force yeah, put all that effort into something yeah, else we'll get there <laughs> you know and, and like engineers yeah. keep making this technology cheaper please keep working on that because like one day it'll be really cool i bet but we're not there yet. So like, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's not worry too hard about holograms right now. Well, and speaking of technology, I have one other thing I wanted to bounce off of you. I've seen this and pops first. I'll start with this. Did you ever collect like cards back when you were younger? Cards, like basketball, football cards, Pokemon like cards, obviously you know, cards. No, no, it was, always... I'm thinking more athlete ones, but I kind I did. I did. That's some, what's uh... booming right now. I did some football and basketball cards, and then it, it's funny, later in life, I kind of got into it a little bit when I got in the convenience store industry, and you know, I knew who sold the cards, and you could buy boxes of cards. I got into bas- basketball cards yeah. for a little while, and uh, probably still have some around, Just, but uh, well, I don't, the, I don't look, the market I don't look has exploded. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, and I, There's a lot of reasons for why or why it hasn't exploded. I think a lot of people put it to once we got sent working from home and people had like, they were just stuck at home for a while. They just were looking for something to do. So I started looking at cards and selling. It was like almost a way, like, like you're saying, maybe you started Googling around and now you kind of like, well, damn, I always wanted a, a Larry bird card. I'm going to go ahead and order it. And now you can go find it on eBay, eBay sells sneakers a lot of and them, cards <laughs> and uh, yeah. sneakers and cards, baby. And it's just blown up. And now it's a lot of people do this to where, and the, the, the price is very volatile. Like you, like Tom Brady, I think, quadrupled after last after winning the Super Bowl because he's now got seven Super Bowls or whatever. So his card goes up. But there's a new one that's kind of making that's busting on the scene. It's NBA Top Shop. 
Top Shot. Have you ever heard of it, Pops? I have not. It's like buying cards, except for it uses, and I'm definitely going to go over my uh, over my own head here a little bit, but they use blockchain technology, which is something along the lines of Bitcoin, to where yeah. fans can buy. It's where fans can buy and sell NBA video highlights that are licensed by the league. So what you could buy? Yes. It's you buy highlights. So you might buy the Michael Jordan dunk over Patrick Ewing where he, you know, does the little spin and dunks on him. Like a card might just be him doing the layup, whereas this is like you buy the highlight. And you might be thinking, well, why not? Why would you buy it when you can you can still YouTube it and watch it anytime you want to? Yeah. And I and that's the part where I'm not a hundred percent sure of the reason. Cause there's value in it because people are buying a lot of paying a lot of money for it. Uh, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban put it as this, saying, I get to enjoy knowing I own my own moment. So it's the same way as having a card. I can buy a fake one, but I know I have the legit one, which is worth a lot more money. So you could download the YouTube clip of Michael Jordan dunking on Ewing, or you could buy the Top Shop. That's the NBA license so, version. So, and they do sell for a lot, yeah, a lot so of money. So IT just uh, looked into this and found that the highest price Top Shot available right now is a block by Zion Williamson against the Nuggets in January of 2020 with an asking price of a quarter of a million dollars. Okay. To buy, you're buying a clip, like a highlight clip. So if anybody wants to show that clip ever again, they got to yeah, come talk to Do you have rights? Me. I guess maybe, is that the question? You have rights to it? But that's also what's weird. But is you? I bet I, you can still YouTube. Can I never go see that YouTube clip that again moment. if somebody buys it? I mean, wait a minute. I don't get that. That's why this is weird to me. I don't really understand it because you can still Google that highlight and go find it. But if just but if well, ESPN wants to show it, why? do they got to pay you? No, I don't think so because ESPN has an NBA partnership, so they show NBA. I'm gonna do some reading on question. this. I yeah, I, we got to we got next week. week. You're gonna know everything you need to know about Top Shot. I will be an expert. <laughs> that Holy is, cow! I will tell you. I saw a tweet to I saw a tweet today that NBA Top Shot just hit. $30 million in marketplace sales in 24-hour period for the first time. $30 million in a 24-hour period on wow. the NBA marketplace for Top Shop. And Top Shot. I keep wanting to call it Shop. But. And you so you buy a card, but you're also with that card, it has something in it. No, you're not buying a card at all. You're just buying this moment, which they have through blockchain and encrypted to where it's yours so now. Where do I keep it? Which I guess So when I buy this moment, how do they send it to me? This is going to be a little Bitcoinish, I think, but don't you keep it in like a uh, virtual yeah, wallet? Well, it looks like it. Yeah, it? I mean, I don't and know anymore. Lose, and you could lose the password <laughs> like that one guy, and now you can't. You got that quarter car. million Zion block. Yeah, you you better make sure you know your password. So the Jordan dunk over Ewing could be gone forever. Somebody could lock it in a box and forget the combination. But like it wouldn't gone. it wouldn't disappear off of YouTube. Like I, it's I don't know. This is interesting because I want to know like what like is this its own bubble where you're you're just spending money on these ridiculous moments because they you can get them in this Exist. media and like it's it's fun to trade or is it because you have some sort of stake in something like I, I don't really understand what the difference is that's where i don't understand the value the value is that other people value it i guess that that's, well, that's what, what anything is, is right is because nothing actually has value yeah, say that's fine it's other people but, but i don't it. if nobody else values yeah, it our money is just not stupid valuable. ass paper that's with what, old people printed on it like it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Well, and that's what I don't get. If I can go watch that Zion block over whoever you said it was, why the hell did it sell for so much? If I, I can download it on my MacBook and watch it any damn time I want to. I don't know. I will tell you. It's I will mine, tell you next week. I will tell you. And I might even accidentally buy a pack. We'll see. <laughs> so, so is this just our way of having a really long tease to say, we don't know enough. Of, we just know enough to be dangerous, but come next, <laughs> next week. Next week, we're about to learn something. We're about to, I might, I might have to learn everything about blockchain technology to tell you, but we'll see. <laughs> so pops, when you were buying cards, did you have, did you buy boxes and like have like open them up and you find a really good one and put it somewhere? Like I just never even lived in the card world at all, really. I remember having uh, a buddy named Davey had like a book of baseball cards, and there were some really cool ones, but I don't who knows what he did with them. But mine are all, I mean, I went through them all and looked at them, and some were better than others, you know, but uh, they're all loosely held in a box somewhere. They're, I mean, probably if, if I'm thinking and I'm hoping they're in a Tupperware dish <laughs> covered up, perhaps. But I think they're just in a loose box. So you're saying they're probably not in mint no, condition? No, they're probably not. In One condition. day, because I was about to say you could have like a like a hundred thousand dollar card sitting up in your attic. Possibly the card market has blown up now. I think you would know if you had like a Larry Bird rookie card sitting. Long there. time ago, mm. I ended up with a Trevor Price rookie yeah. card, and I thought I was going to be able to retire on that bad boy. But uh, yeah, I don't think many people know who Trevor Price is, so <laughs> it didn't work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. You weren't able to retire off of it. Just I mean, maybe slightly. You can start the retirement, but not quite. I did Pokemon. That's what I did. I had a, I had a holographic Blaine's Arcanine, if that means anything to anybody out there. Well, do you know, LJ, did those ever like, did the price for Pokemon cards ever like go up? Like what we see in some of the like basketball and football cards? Yeah, they now, went up. Like, some well, so I think they cards. kind of furbied for a little while where it was like the, the price was amazing for like a little while, uh, a couple of years after they first came out and then it, it cratered. But then lately it's been making a pretty big comeback. And I think it's because Pokemon's been in sort of the media a lot lately with Pokemon Go over the last few years and new games and stuff. And then YouTubers have been buying these like, extravagant packs for you know similar money that zion williamson's blocks coming for so there are some very valuable uh pokemon cards these days but nothing that you know your average person is just going to have in their stock you know it is it is wild to me the card market or whatever you like buy a, a box and you might buy it a bo- i don't know i'm just throwing out prices but like say you can you can buy one for like ten thousand dollars and it might have that one card in it or it might have a bunch of debts yeah. and that I, I mean i guess that's just well, i think that's what it though, is i, I think that's why that the card is. market is so interesting is because it is like it's a complete commodity built upon speculation there's nothing of substance it's just speculation and false scarcity because they print however many they print and then um you try to buy as many as it takes to get or whatever and all the prices fluctuate based on how bad people want the thing that is rare because they made it rare i think it's a really cool and interesting market to study like just theoretical marketplace uh concepts one i think part of what helped it blew up blow up is some of the people like if you did collect way back in the day it was it was harder because you had to go to like card shops and stuff if you were doing this in the 80s or 90s or something now if by god if dad wants the card he wants we just talked you can go on ebay and you can find it now it might be really expensive but you can buy whatever card you want yeah and it's 
it's just a different time now. And I think, I think people want to know uh, the question now is, is this, as you said, I mentioned a term you use is, is this going to be Furby? And like, it's just kind of big for now and it'll go out. Same with Top Shot. I think some people wonder this, it feels like society's gotten at least the, the people I see on the internet. There's this kind of FOMO version of the internet where it's like, I don't want to be the one person that didn't buy GameStop stock or yeah, Dogecoin right. or whatever. And then I end up and you end up getting screwed out of it. Maybe not by a lot, but at least you were in on the trend. You know, you were in you could tweet about it. And so I wonder if that's kind of what Top Shot is and what some of the cards said. There are some serious players in the card game, but I just wonder how much yeah. it's just a fact. Could, could one of y'all explain Pokemon to me in like a <laughs> sentence? Just I mean, just a real quick down well, and dirty. First, what the first, hell? I do what have the to, hell I was going on in all that crap? Just Quick. I do first have to pause and ask. It's that's one of those words that I know you've heard it said a bunch, and every time you've heard it said, it's been pronounced Pokemon, <laughs> but you still pronounce it how? How do you pronounce it? Well, I don't. Apparently wrong. I don't know. <laughs> you always say Pokemon, and it, it, you've been you've done that since I, I like a little kid. I remember. You always call it Pokemon, and no one called it Pokemon to you. Okay, I'm sorry think. for the confusion. Could you explain Pokemon to me just in one sentence? I mean, what do you want to know? Like, are you talking about like... Not a lot. I don't want to know a <laughs> well, lot. Okay, Let are you asking, you. just to be clear, so. because there's, I mean, this is like a whole franchise. Are you more interested in like what the franchise is in general? Or are you like interested in the cards? Or like, what Like, what do you want to know about? I'm like, what the hell does is Pokemon about in one sentence? Po- Pokemon Just- is a series of stories about a young kid whose parents abandon him and he goes dogfighting for a living. That's that's one sentence. That's what it is. He goes dogfighting yeah. for a living. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the All right. sentence. All right. <laughs> that is an interesting synopsis of Pokemon. Well, now I mean, dog fighting like Michael Vick. So, so okay, like, okay, we'll what? we'll add a second sentence here because I yes, the answer is okay. yes. That makes one the more answer sentence, is yes. So. Okay, so there are these there are these creatures that surround everyone, and you capture this thing and make it fight things until it doesn't die anymore when it fights things, and then you can beat up everybody else that has trained their thing to fight things. So yeah, it's basically like you end up with like a. a rat versus a pigeon or whatever but my rat is a better dog fighter than your pigeon is or what like it, it is it, it's it's more cute and virtual um but the concept is very dog fighty yeah very michael vicky that is int- interesting lj that i've never thought of pokemon in that way well, that, like, you describe I've, it to me in one sentence kevin well no that's perfect <laughs> i mean that's you're getting these creatures and you're fighting them until they die and <laughs> That's gross. That is sick. But they are, but it is, but they are cute animated creatures. And it's fun. <laughs> and like it's fight to the like and, and you like fall in love with the little characters and the TV show and stuff. Like I remember I was all about Until it. Until you fight them to the death. Is that well, what you're telling me? Technically, technically I will add in that in no game has a Pokemon that I can think of or TV show or movie or anything ever actually died. They tend to, to faint. And then you can take them to a little place where they get healed. But they also eat some of these Pokemon, too, which is I, there, there's a lot of darkness in this story. Um, there's cannibalism. In well, no, this? no, no. So there are Pokemon <laughs> that are uh, essentially just big pink cows and uh, people eat those steaks all the time, which is not too different than how we live our lives. But we don't train our cows to fight each other. Um, well, I guess we do. We do have bullfighting. We train them to fight humans. Um I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. But but really what it is, is it's uh, like on the on the level that people enjoy it. 
is it's just people enjoying cute things, making friendships and like being champions of things. It's like a combination of cuteness and sport in a way, but, but really it's dark and, and horrifying. With a with a yeah. hint of cannibalism and, and, and murdering yeah. to the death, yes, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, other than the cannibalism and fighting to the death, it's really. I cute, still stand right? by my That's one sentence. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I think I'll for at least I'll wrap things up on my end to kind of go full circle. I started with the question about Carson Wentz, and I'll wrap with something I saw today about Carson Wentz. So he is going to the Colts, and he wore eleven previously while at North Dakota and North Dakota State and at Philadelphia. Well, Michael Pittman Jr. wears eleven for the Colts right now, and he told TMZ Sports. I am number 11. I don't think there's any deal that's going to be done because a bunch of people are asking, are they going to switch? And it was just interesting to me, the conversation, it looked like that was a bad start for Carson Wentz's Colts tenure. But then I did see later, here's the conversation that Pittman said that him and Wentz said. He said, yes. So I spoke to Carson. He was just seeing how locked in number 11 I I was. And I told him I was locked in. He's like, oh, that's cool, bro, because I was probably going to switch anyway. I just wanted to translate that. Carson Wentz does not call to ask how locked in you are for 11 (laughs) if he was going to switch anyway. That's the answer you give right. Ah, okay. Well, I got you. That's a man that's been beat down by Philly. (laughs) I just found that interesting because I thought if I'm Carson Wentz, <laughs> yeah, if I'm calling to see how locked in you are, eleven. Now, if you just said, actually, I was thinking about switching, you'd be like, oh, cool, I'll take eleven. But when he goes, oh, cool, yeah, I wasn't going to use eleven anyway. I, I just, I'm glad you're staying with it because I was going to switch anyway. I, that, that was translation for you got it. Yeah. You can have it. Yeah. Wait, you know what? Carson Wentz needs to change numbers. He needs to change numbers. He needs to change it. Just go somewhere, be somebody different, be a good quarterback, you know. Move to Canada and leave the royal family. Needs to do a makeover. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would be surprised if he said, hey, he said, hey, dude, they're going to ask us, and I want you to just say, I'm not giving up my number because I need a new one. I did see a tweet that was like, did you know Prince Harry was now getting in the NFL? And all I could do is think about <laughs> LJ when all that was going on. Cause he does look like part of the royal family. Has that, um, has that ever, all right, Pops, did Carson, you have anything? Carson or LJ looks like the royal family. Uh, both. <laughs> all right, Pops, did you have anything else? Favorite thing that didn't get on the pod? Well, I did. Ooh. There was one thing that is good for you to purchase uh, in the event of a winter storm or calamity okay. that was not D- immediately apparent to me. De-ice D- or whatever that stuff is. What's that? Like the de-ice and stuff that you Salt. put in the driveway to get ice off your driveway. Well, I guess you could get de-ice or something just like my first that. Is that what you're saying? Like they put on planes? Well, there's su- there's stuff you like specifically buy from like Ace Hardware. That's it's like- salt. It's salt mixed with other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Salt. Sure. What's the answer? What's the answer, Pops? Pops, that wasn't the that wasn't the answer though. Go ahead. So something that's good to get is a date, a date which we all had just the other day, which was freaking delicious. Yeah. Yeah. We had just Saturday night, but ours was bacon wrapped with goat uh, cheese, goat cheese yeah. and. Uh, God, I can't remember something else, but it was it was good. Brown sugar. But dates are they have a lot of fiber. They have they're very nutritious and they have a lot of calories. Oh well, that's probably not great, but that's why they're good to have, and they stay (laughs) they stay for a while. They stay they keep their freshness. Well, and a lot of calories is good in a survival mode too. Absolutely, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
I do wonder if a date would be good though if it wasn't fixed by that like professional chef that fixed it. You know, like if I made that date, would you enjoy it as much? Dates I don't are know. fine. Dates are fine. I don't know. I mean, they're not like gonna I blow your mind. I think they're better wrapped in bacon yeah. with and goat That's cheese. That's the best though. way you can have it. Is how you had it for sure. But they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Pop. So I have a question for you. All right. You can. I I will give you ten million dollars right now. You get to have ten million bucks. The only stipulation is you will now be followed by an, an invincible snail. That sole purpose is to track you down and touch you. Now, it does move at the speed of a snail, but it's invincible, and it always knows where you are, so it's always coming your direction. If that snail touches you, you die immediately. But if it never does, you got $10 million, and you get to live off it. Do you take the $10 million and have to deal with the snail, or do you say that's... <laughs> I have to deal with, deal with the snail. <laughs> so Invincible snail. Invincible, smart, tracking snail. So if I decide to live on a high rise in New York City, somehow this invincible snail... He's going to keep climbing. He's, he, he will. So in other words, he will get to me eventually. I will have to stay on the move for the rest of my life. The, the caveat is this snail can learn how to maybe possibly get on planes. It can learn how to travel from like across the ocean. Now, it might take a long time, but you cannot just get away from the snail. You can't just move to a different country and now you're scotch-free the rest of your life. Do they scotch make free? like a... I think that's how you say it, isn't it? Scotch-free. Do, do they make a, a uh, like a snail detector <laughs> that you could put around? A you snail know. detector. How do you think they detect snails with the well, snail I don't detector? No, but I would like them to detect the snail when it's like a hundred yards away, so I can. You gotta get a notification every time a slug goes by, or is there like a shell detector built into the snail detector? I don't know. It's an- yeah, and, and, and to your to to your point though, pops, you're worried about you're pretty much got to be worried about every snail you see at all times because you don't know which snail. Oh, is I this don't even know which snail. snail it is. No. Although it's the one that's coming at you with undying devotion. so <laughs> Like the Terminator. I mean, <laughs> the Terminator snail is coming. But he's a snail. He's slow. I wonder if I like had two houses and I stayed between the houses and I moved back and forth each week or two. You know, that would keep him in the middle, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you'd never know which way to go. Do you think it'd take a week to get from house to house? Or how for far him, I'm saying for, I don't know. I'm just saying. How long would he take to get from Little River to Texarkana? You probably uh, you could probably just keep your same places. Yeah, I, and I got ten million dollars. I think I'm in, <laughs> I, guys. I think I'm in. I think I can do. What it. if this? What if this smart snail finds like you know what he uses his truck every time Ooh. to go from house to house? Let me just get in this truck. He is a smart snail. Yeah, he he's going to sit there and wait for you to come home one day or something. We just said he was an invincible snail. We didn't say he was smart. Well, I, he's smart enough to figure out how to well, use a can plane. Track he said. You. So, in other words, then, I'm assuming he's going to get me smart. slowly, but he is going to get me. No, right? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it depends on I've got a method if you want to know my method. And when he gets me, I, do I just lose the $10 million? No, you die. Oh, I die. Oh, I yeah. Die. Okay. Okay. And you've got the way to stay away from the snail? Yeah, yeah. So, here's what you do. It's, um, but he's, okay. You you take the money first off because I would rather deal with the snail than bills for the rest of my life. That's there's no question about it. I'm all in. Um, I'm all in. So, but then what you do is you do not sleep until you find that snail. First thing you do is you put out like a let's say a twenty thousand dollar bounty on this snail. So then everybody who sees a snail is going to try to kill that snail. If the snail doesn't die, 
they'll give it to you for twenty thousand dollars, right? So who wouldn't just kill every snail? If it doesn't die, it's the snail. So I end up accidentally population is gone. Yeah, I accidentally genocide every snail, but it's worth it for ten million dollars. Um, and then then once I have got that snail, then he lives in a glass dome that he can't push for the rest of eternity. And I'm living pretty. I go anywhere I want to after that. How can he not push it? He's, uh, you said, what, impenetrable? Or what did you say? Invincible. Invincible. He can't, he can't Invincible. be killed. But he can't, like, I mean, he doesn't have the strength of a gorilla, right? He's a snail. I could find some way to contain him. With $10 million, I will find a way to contain See, him. See, I don't know. I think I think that's the key. I don't think you, I think he will get you eventually. You, he will get to you no matter what you do. I think that's the question. Well, is there like a is there a PETA version for snails? Like someone is going to be well, all I think over it's, you, it's LJ, you're I getting think, yeah. PETA is the answer. Well, I didn't know if they care about snails. Maybe they're well, like I mean, actual no, snails. They can you know, hey, a snail's got a right to live. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, as much LJ, as I got a right to ten million dollars, all of them. <laughs> I don't think the EPA or somebody's getting mad at you for doing yeah, that. For 10 they million, would, you know. they would, they would. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah. But what, what if you never, I guess you'd probably find, you'd, you would just have people all the time sending you pick like dead snails. No, no they wouldn't send me the dead snail. They, Why would you send the, the dead line, snail? That's a loss. That, yeah. The one that hits just, one and can't kill it. See? No, yeah. You're sending all of the, the Rasputins, the ones that like, no matter how many times you try to kill it, it stays alive. And so I've got like maybe the, the top seven or eight most invincible snails and I just have to like lock them all up, you know, no big deal. Hmm. That was the best idea because I, I was kind of on pops thinking, I don't know, because the snail eventually is going to get to me. I feel like I'm signing my death warrant here. I mean, I get to live $10 million, though, so I get to live cool for until he does finally get to me. But your take did kind of make me think, well, maybe there's a way I can beat this system. I mean, like worst case scenario, like I can I can hire a welder to put him in a steel box, right? Like there's there are ways where you can make sure that snail never gets you. I would think you just have to go for it first. You have to win. If it gets you, you lose. If you get it, you win. And and I'm all about I won't sleep until it's locked away and I'm $10 million richer. <laughs> and you're willing to kill every snail on earth. Every extinct. snail on earth make the, will die. Make the species extinct. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what that dollars. does for our ecosystem. I'm $10 million richer. We're good to go. Okay. There's going to be the strangest, strangest documentary about LJ and his quest to kill all snails on <laughs> the planet. I'll tell you one thing you won't be able to buy is any escargot. <laughs> you will not That's be able okay. to buy any of that. That's fine. That's fine. And salt prices, if this ever happens, buy salt. Buy salt stock or futures immediately. Buy, buy, buy. <laughs> so, Pops, what are you doing then? Have you Did LJ sway you or are you taking the $10 million and taking your chances? I think I am taking the $10 million because I just would like to think I can outsmart a snail. Um, I think you could. I've met you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, on a good day. Um, So, I I mean, I, you know, I really think maybe, you know, if I got $10 million, I'm going to have several places I'm going to have to live. And yeah, truly. Yeah. You can be continent to continent if you really wanted to. Yeah. So my quick, my quick math pops, and this is not counting if it does get on a plane or not, but I think it would take 18 years, give or take, for a snail to get from coast to coast in the U.S. Oh, yeah. So if you bought if you bought a place like in Florida and Cali and just kind of every five well, to six years what or if 10 I, years. What if I get a place in Hawaii? I mean, is he going to catch a boat? 
right? Well, and that's in gonna theory, take I think you could go across the ocean, but the fastest would be catching a boat. Yeah, you could like he could in theory. He's invincible. He could go through the Mariana Trench if he really wanted to. But that's going to take probably, you know, twice as long, if not longer. So, yeah, you're going to have to have a snail that can figure out how to hop on a ferry that hops on a, a shipping container or whatever and then finally gets to Hawaii. Yeah. Dude, I'm in. Give me the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Taking the money and run. All right. <laughs> All right. That will do it for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just type in Just Press Play pod and we'll pop up. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Spotify or Apple, Stitcher, wherever you are at. And if you could, leave us a rate and review. It really helps. And don't forget, ebay.com slash sneakers. I was just thinking with all, all my snail best. money, I'd probably buy some like vintage kicks to put in a display case. And so I would probably go to eBay. I might have like a little thing around my, yeah, I might have like a thing around my roof where I just kind of like have my sneakers up. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, absolutely. One of the mantles. Is that what that's called? (laughs) Yeah. Like in that cabin we looked at, remember how it had that shelf. Yeah. Yeah, That would be cool. Yeah. And I'm going to have my vintage shoes up there. Like one side might be the Jordans and then I might have the LeBron side and some like Kyrie shoes and KD. Yeah. Just have them all up there. All right, I think that'll do it for the podcast. We will catch y'all next week. Peace. All right, I'm not, I'm not sure if that was good. We didn't know what the hell we were talking about. We didn't know it was a good editor will make this work. Um, but so we got the good. It depends what the snail gets me. Um, by the way, so I just saw a stat the other day that Steph Curry has like the Westbrook average. What if it's only been done?